What is the link between well-being and surfing? Today's guest will share some insights on this very question as we speak to Yulia Karaseva, a well-being consultant and surfer. Founder of Inbalanzi, Yulia uses her background in psychology and business to help organizations best help their employee well-being and sometimes facilitating this through corporate surf retreats off the coast of Russia. Now, how cool does that sound? You can find her, her amazing pictures of surfing in Russia and more about her on her Instagram at Joe underscore Karaseva. This is the I Speak Mental Health podcast. We are Jeff and Alejandro. Please enjoy this delightful conversation with Yulia Karaseva. Hi, Yulia. How's it going? Hi, it's fine. Thank you. How are you? Very good. Thanks. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on today. You're welcome. I'm very pleased to be here. Uh, so, Yulia, we, we know we've, we've found you through uh, Instagram, and so it's and I would say when uh, Alejandro sent me your sent me your profile, there is just so much, honestly, and it's it's so wonderful and captivating. And I don't have Instagram, but it makes me want an Instagram because you have so much. <laughs> so. Uh, just from the beginning, so it says uh, Yulia, and then it says well-being, coaching, and surfing. So this is very much uh, how I imagine you rep- represent yourself. But how did what? How did that all come about? What do you? How did Instagram as a profile come about for you? When did you begin to use it, and why on that platform did you want to project yourself? <laughs> Thank you for that question. It just reminded me that I was going to change. Oh, really? Uh, this, this fail. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that works. But it's, yeah, I would, I would definitely leave well-being and surfing. Wouldn't call myself coaching because uh, there's a lot of uh, coach nowadays and they, they uh, call themselves that instead of uh, being like very professional. But um, as, like answering your question, I come back maybe like two, three years ago when I got an idea to uh, get my uh, company, to start my company and my own business after being working in consulting. And I've been already surfing for six or seven years. I graduated university and I'm psychologist and have a background working with um, different clients. So it's all come together and I've um, established a well-being company and recently we established a surfing therapy program here in Russia, being the first one who's done it actually here. And how I don't know, I don't know still how it all comes together. But it's kind of like a puzzle. Um, it just uh, <laughs> came to my mind, and I'm still playing around and trying to put it all together. Okay. Well, that I think Alejandro will love this puzzle because his degree is in psychology. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You have, so you have the exact same degree in psychology. Yeah, the psychology is is very. I would say you, you can find um, yourself being psychologist working in politics and a business with the kids or with the adults, like everywhere, everywhere where is the human touching the ground. Um, recently, by the way, we have created the um, eco anxiety program. So it's about um, the ecological situation now and uh, anxiety as uh, the people feel stressed and uh, being uh, afraid of the future of our planet. So you can combine a different sphere with psychology and create a very nice and um, very useful products and services. Mm. Very cool. 
So you talk about the combination of these spheres. It's clear that you have a big passion for psychology, but also a big passion for nature and also for surfing. Once you graduated, what gave you that idea to then blend them together? And how did that start? Um, I knew always that I'm going to work in a business world with the corporates and I'm not going to be uh, the one who's uh, sitting uh, in, a, in a room and, uh, you know, being a therapist, consulting face-to-face, one-to-one. So I thought that I'm going to work with the companies and help people to feel more effective and um, effective at work and outside of it. But then um, I realized that my interests uh, interest are the way more than that. And uh, what I'm doing in my, my life beside the work uh, that became my passion and it's uh, nature, as I said, and it's a surfing. And then I thought, I like being surfing, I just realized how it helps me to go through many things, how it's actually, um, align with everything what I do and how I help people to be more effective or feel better at work or like be more focused on what they're doing. And I thought like, oh, that's a very great idea. I can actually use my knowledge and uh, combine the surfing with uh, development. And I thought I'm just the one. I'm very unique in that way. And I will create a super... Uh, super original program uh, and of course after the small research I find out that there is uh, already like 10 I'm 10 years uh, behind someone <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay I'm still the first one in Russia <laughs> uh, yeah uh, and yeah but 10 years you know 10 years compared with uh, some other things are not that big thing it's still something growing and developing um, so it was just my personal experience. And when we talk with other surfers, uh, the, the guys who surf, they definitely support the idea how surfing are changing their life and make it better. So you don't need to prove them, but to prove their society then that it is like that, you need, of course, uh, the methodology and their surveys and you know all that things. Wow. So you've been surfing for seven years, which is a really long time, close to one decade now. And across those seven years, you've probably learned so much from the ocean during that time. What do you think surfing can teach us about ourselves? And also, what do you think it can teach us, as you mentioned before, about wellness and our mental health? Um, Yeah, seven years, it looks like a long journey. However, (laughs) it just reminds me how that I just started, actually. Uh, because every time you go to the ocean, you learn something new and you can discover something new about yourself. And uh, what is the basic thing is that you improving your awareness, uh, the self-awareness, and you are improving your um, understanding of yourself, your limits and your strength and what you are capable of and what's your fears. So there is like a lot of things uh, uh, still when you're trying like paddling or trying to pop up, you do that a lot of physical efforts and it seems like you're only focusing on on what your body doing. But slowly you realize that you're doing a lot of work on your mind and uh, the surfing and the ocean itself, it's a mind challenging game. It's a mind challenging activity. 
because it's constantly putting you to the situation of uncertainty which we are facing now and every wave is different and the sport itself if you are surfing there five years still surprising you um, so uh, basically that's a combination uh, of uh, learning how capable you are in um, like physical wise and uh, what's happening with your mind and talking about the mental health itself it's of course it's uh, um, helping you to maintain it and helping you to develop it or helping you dealing with some problems if you're facing some challenges um, yeah we can talk about this in details but in general there is like something which improving um, straight away it can be awareness uh, it can be uh, um, emotional intelligence it can be uh, mindfulness and concentration and in some way it can be communication and interaction with others if you, if you, if you are um, surfing with someone else which is probably the best way to never surf alone <laughs> so i'm so curious that you did a degree so you did a degree in, in psychology which is literally the study of the mind but it seems that you you learned so much in surfing about the mind and awareness and mindfulness and, and self so what did what didn't you learn in psychology that you learned in surfing what, what was was psychology completely missing did that increase your self-awareness or, or on reflection do you think that that was a waste of time i did not learn about myself and my psychology degree <laughs> Well, the, the psychology was um, uh, was a good start, but then I had experience working in uh, HR consulting, which is human resourcing consulting, and we had a lot of projects about assessing their competences and uh, the skills. Um, and when you assess it, you of course I need to understand the competences you assess, and there would be um, I don't know. Uh, decision making uh, as a competence to assess or result orientation or um, some emotion management or self-awareness um, like other like many different concepts you need to assess and you understand them uh, you know how to assess them and then you're thinking constantly about development and what's to what's uh, what do you want to suggest to person how to develop that um, so, yeah, um, of course you apply it uh, on yourself and you understand what's happening to you, what's, uh, you're kind of, when you're assessing someone, you are playing the game and trying to understand what is your limitation, what is your strength, what, what you're good at, and um, now I kind of knew um, <laughs> that about myself, but then when you go to the ocean, you kind of, um, you're, um, just confirming yourself that it is actually how it is. It is what you thought about yourself um, and how you're dealing with it. I don't know, fears or anger or being less confident than you thought you are. Um, so it, it all like comes together with not only your education, like, but with a working experience and understanding yourself. And now I think it's, uh, it's, um, um, as like awareness, mindfulness, emotional intelligence, leadership, that words you can hear from like from every room you go, from every bookshop, from, I don't know, television, internet, whatever, Instagram, it's just, uh, just buzzy words. Um, yeah, so it's not something new and 
if uh, people try to think about themselves, um, what they're capable of, they also do that in, in the surfing in the ocean, mm. helps them. them. Mm. Definitely. I like how you frame it as a mind challenge and how every wave is different because it, it really does seem that way. I did a bit of surfing when I lived in California and I feel like when I'd go out to the water at the start of the day, it would make me feel as if I was actually preparing myself for the day because the weather is different every day. The temperature of the water is different every day. How aggressive the waves are are different. And then you would leave and it'd be like you've done already half of your day in just an hour or two out of the water and then you start again. Yeah, that's true. And you're actually you're trying to be prepared, but you're never prepared 100%. It's something what we're dealing with like everyday life. We are preparing, like going to work or study or dealing with some difficult situation. We know that there will be a challenging conversation ahead. We're trying to be prepared, but we are never enough prepared to say like, oh, I'm 100% sure how it's going to be. And the ocean helps you to actually accept it and deal with it and being in moment and believe in yourself and see what you um, can face uh, can be you know, the end of the day and there will be a second wave, a third wave. Uh, you have, you're still going to have a chance and you're constantly dealing with a culture of failure when you are um, getting the wave and fell down and you need to get up again, get aboard, start paddling, doing the same things. Um, and uh, this is uh, helping us to not forget that we are learning, like constantly learning and learning through our life, like every day, we never stop learning. Uh, because being like adults, we get used that we are, uh, we can talk, we can walk, uh, we know, I don't know, how to switch the programs, we know how to create accounts. And it seems that everything what we're gonna do, that's gonna be easy because we learn already so many things. Um, but yeah, but surfing is not that thing. You, you are still learning, learning every day. You're making me think, you're making me very jealous because I've read, <laughs> read some like philosophy books by uh, Thoreau. So he goes to a cabin, lives in the woods and just he's, he's all in nature. I'm like, oh, I really wish I could do that. Um, so when you're on the water, do you feel now, because of your time with the water, spending moments uh, and awareness in the water, do you feel not just a connection with the ocean, but do you feel uh, a greater connection with the universe as a whole, with nature as a whole? Like when you leave the ocean, do you then feel more connected to the rest of nature? Like when you pass a forest or a park, does that encompass your whole life? Yeah, it, uh, sometimes it comes and goes. It depends on what you are going to do in the ocean. If you have any, I don't know, uh, goals to to achieve in the water or you're focusing on uh, improving something or you just um, it, it's the better way just to combine it with a lot of fun but sometimes you have the feeling being um, a very small and being um, like a small part of this world and sometimes you feel like you have no limits and no boundaries and you're kind of and endless as a as a person because the the ocean just gives you the feeling that you're a part of it and you're just not not a small piece uh, of this universe i don't know it's it's a weird feeling sometimes it comes to like a, being a, a small dot and sometimes is 
you are a part of something very big. Uh, you even like feel that it's unreal, uh, especially in the moments when you're um, surfing, um, when the sun goes down and you see the beautiful sunset and you see that light and looking at the beach or you're in the opposite side and everything is so unreal. And at this moment, you feel that you are definitely the part of this, uh, like uh, the big planet. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel feel jealous now when I'm talking. I can't I can't surf now. Like I'm I'm stuck. You know, in Moscow I, we can't surf. Well, oh, Chris. <laughs> we, 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 we can't we can't travel. <laughs> we need to plan a trip soon then to, to Yeah, I'm gonna because... I'm gonna cry in the end of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, the ocean misses you. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I get what you mean, Julia, about it feeling very humbling, uh, especially in in those moments. When I was part of a surf group, uh, we we were led by this really great guy called Scott, uh, who was the leader of the group. And at the start of every session, he would frame a life. uh, So he would frame a life lesson for us to think about while we were out on the water. And the more time we spent there thinking about it, we'd find ourselves drawing parallels between his lesson and the experience that we had in surfing. So I wanted to ask you, what would you say is your biggest lesson that you've learned on the water since you started surfing? Oh, that's a good question. I wish I could prepare. (laughs) I could be prepared for that. Oh, the greatest lesson the ocean can give me is something about the pain, I believe. I don't know why, but it comes to my mind. There's something about the pain as being a part of um, a being a part of the pleasure, a being a, a part that you can accept. And the more you can feel and accept the pain, the more you can actually feel the joy and happiness. Um, and it's it's uh, not something you um, should avoid, and you should. Mm, be afraid of um but just you know if you are able to feel that much pain you're able to feel that much joy that's <laughs> something <laughs> that i learned yeah <laughs> uh, i so i can't help but uh I, for two reasons i can't help but think of uh, stoicism one uh, on your profile uh, you there was a quote so it's all in Russian of course so it was on Google Translate and then I seen one of the quotes was from Marcus Aurelius and I was like oh my god Marcus Aurelius so that with that what you said about being a small part and then realizing you're part of the, the universe or something so much bigger I think that really reminds you of Marcus Aurelius so I think it's amazing that like he would he would look at you Yuli, and he'd be like yes that is exactly what I meant in the book <laughs> that's what I meant in meditations so yeah that's, that's amazing yeah, there is a, uh, the people ask me always uh, what inspired me and there is a many things, uh, but yeah, most um, the, uh, the previous experience of other like a great people and someone who left something for us, the messages and of course uh, the nature and if you look, they also had a huge connection with the nature and some of the philosophers or I don't know writers uh, they talk about the nature and their experience with it and they see a lot of uh, the ideas and a lot of um, I don't know value and smart intelligent things uh, which we can see through the nature every day how the nature change 
and how the, it, the seasons change itself and smoothly goes from autumn to, to winter. And um, I don't know the, how, how they say that uh, if you like the, the rainbow, you should uh, appreciate the rain. So there's like a lot of things uh, going on and you can understand, understand it without any like effort because it's so close and we, We've actually been even closer to the nature before than now, but we still understand it without any additional explanation. It's uh, it's something what the kids can understand uh, easily. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that, um, especially in terms of how surfing gives us this better appreciation of nature. Uh, I read recently that there was a study done by a team of psychologists in Portugal who trialed this surf-based psychosocial intervention for children and young teens which was to help them grow, but also to help connect them with nature. And one of the key takeaways from the study was that it led to improvements in their exploration of nature, in their effort and their perseverance, their problem solving, time management, their social competencies, interpersonal relationships, so many different things that, you know, you could possibly get out of not just surfing, but becoming connected to nature. So I wanted to, to ask you, if you had to frame this for a first time surfer, someone listening who has never been out on the water before, what do you think that you could take away on your first session out on the water? Mm, you can take away, you can see your best version and your worst version in the water. So it is what you can experience um, of your first session uh, of surfing. So you can find yourself being in the, in the worst, I don't know, condition and experience the anger, I don't know, sadness, um, being slightly injured can happen. So everything bad can happen to you and you can find that, oh, it was so challenging, it was a threat, I was terrified and many, many things. And you learn from it. Uh, but also... Uh, you can find your best, best version of yourself being there. Um, and you never know, like you never know what's going to happen to you in the water. So you just can actually observe and uh, see, see uh, what's going to be your first experience. But um, talking about this, um, this survey, the guys uh, who works with the kids, uh, they say a lot of uh, positive uh, results and outcomes. It's actually uh, also uh, a huge impact of, um, of their effectiveness and studying in a school, how they perform, uh, they increase the performing at school. And the, the interesting fact that they also increase this interaction and communication because everyone in the same condition, everyone is uh, um, playing around to get away, falling down, uh, facing these challenges and uh, no one's gonna uh, gonna be a kind of winner, you know. There is there is there can be competition, but in some way you are competing with yourself. Uh, you're kind of uh, fighting with yourself, with your ego. It's what, what's going on. And you see, for instance, the kids. You're always being jealous because of something, uh, or always. Uh, it's, it was your role model. You also see the guys falling in the water and dealing with it. And the all kids are together and this uh, brings uh, uh, kind of uh, the equal situation for everyone. And the, the trust they have um, 
and the atmosphere they have them helps to uh, to bring uh, quality and communication and interaction. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I actually replied your question. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just a lot, a lot about um, what you can experience um, mm -hmm. having the first session. But you will definitely get something what you haven't expected. So you expect, for instance, it's going to be cold, or you expect the waves going to smash you, or you expect it's going to be fun. You have some expectation. You can't go to the water without expectation on the first session because you've probably been watching something or heard something about the surfing. But you will definitely have something your own, your own opinion how that happened to you, and you'll be like, okay, that what what I, that happened what I thought, but it's actually been a little, little bit different. I discovered that that and that. There really does just seem to be so much that you can get out of it and so much so that you've then taken that and tried to model it in the form of a company which you founded and now run. So as, as part of Imbalansi, you promote wellness and this overcoming of fears through surf and mindful practices. How exactly does this work when you deliver that to other companies? Mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. We just uh, launched the program in the beginning of the year being not very um, happy with the fact that pandemic is uh, limiting us with the traveling. We have a few spots in Russia, but that's not ideal and the waves are not very stable. However, it's uh, of course surfable. And we thought that we were gonna have a three different programs. Uh, one will focus on their employees and we're gonna help them to improve for surfing, improve their skills, improve some competences. And that's such a competence as we've been talking uh, with you is, uh, is emotional intelligence, focus management, as a mindfulness, as a stress management. Something would help us to stay effective and well at work. Uh, then I thought that, um, and it's actually a good way to bring the development to, to the companies uh, because when I don't know in Russia when they say to employees that they're going to have uh, in one week a training session everyone is kind of a bit tired of it again training oh no please you know that that kind of mood uh, and when you say them that it's going to be a session about the surfing and how to develop yourself to the surf they're curious they want to know more. The surfing is a trend. The surfing is like cool, you know, it's challenging. It's kind of difficult, but it's fun. Um, so at least we got uh, some um, uh, involvement. And then of course, uh, surfing is, is very emotional thing. And when you have the emotions while you're starting something or learning something, that increase your effectiveness. You learn more, you remember more, uh, your uh, cognitive function is is uh, working kind of better in that way, and this this what the surfing brings to you a lot of uh, uh, engagement and uh, emotions. Then I thought that the second part, uh, when we work with individuals and creating their uh, the surf uh, kind of surf camps, but to, not only for learning surfing but learning about yourself. Uh, that works for individuals and the third part we have a charity program for the kids and uh, helping them to maintain and develop the mental uh, mental health uh, that's uh, that's for free that's gonna start next year 
and we're going to work with a group of kids, uh, helping them and having fun. <laughs> so for so for for when you do these, I know that COVID has uh, stopped that. But when you do the, the so surfing training with employees, what what kind of feedback do you get back, and what do you what do you hope is a successful session? Like, what is the best thing that they can say to you? Like, oh my God, Yulia, I felt this or I felt that. What what do you hope? What's the best case scenario for you with a surfing session in particular? The best scenario is uh, like the the feedback that um, they got something out of that more than just physical activities, but they actually learn um, more about themselves and they learn some technique and they learn some ways how to deal with their challenges and difficult situation. So more uh, awareness and um, also confidence uh, dealing with uh, something unexpected. Um, and of course, uh, there is um, um, there is the the first reaction, oh, like surfing, interesting. Oh, surfing is dangerous. Oh, surfing is uh, how we're going to surf here in Moscow. There's a lot of question, but it's uh, the way better than uh, some someone who stay indifferent. And we we have never seen the person who is very neutral to surf, or rather than. Uh, kind of uh, scared and you know being cautious should I try or not or being very positive and looking forward to uh, trying that uh, activity um, yeah so I would say that that will be um, if I get a good combination of hard skills as uh, the, the surfing itself as a, as a sport and the combination of um, improving soft skills and some feedback about that that's the good way just just before we move on, because I know a listener might ask is, where do you surf in Moscow? <laughs> that would be my question. That would be the same. <laughs> I hope you don't have this question. <laughs> Otherwise, I would tell you that we have a wake surfing here. And okay. We have a Moscow River cool. and we can do a wake surfing. Um, yeah, but it's different. It's not the ocean and, uh, you know, it's... It's something what you do um, behind the boat uh, with the, the wave generated um, by the boat, you know. Sure, sure, sure. I've seen as well that sometimes even within landlocked cities, it happens in rivers like that. I was one time in Munich and there was this big surge of water that was coming out from under a bridge. People were attaching a cord to the top of the bridge and they would take on their shortboards and they would just ride the waves of, of the gushing water that was that was came between them. And I thought that was really cool, you know, like man always finds a way to persevere and, and surf even though they can't. Yeah, that's true. But it's very cold, I would say, and it's very challenging. Like the waves are so fast and it's kind of choppy. Uh, I also seen I've, I've never seen it myself, but I've seen the pictures and the videos how the guys surfing there. We've recently got a similar thing uh, created by the guys um, like four hours away from Moscow. You can get there and also try your skills. Um, but yeah, I think all surfers who are surfing in the ocean who try that thing, they will be like, the, they need four or five hours to actually get used to that. And they feel like, oh, I've never surfed before. It's something very different. <laughs> but then they got an idea how to move and how to, um, to ride it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, it is somewhat challenging to begin, but once you start, I think we should probably put a disclaimer up at the start of this podcast where we say, surf at your own risk, because if you start, you're probably going to get addicted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. 
So, um, Yulia, I wanted to ask, looking to the future, we now see a workforce where many employers are plagued with the troubles that COVID has brought along in terms of keeping their work workforce happy. And as a CEO of an initiative which seeks to do exactly that with all the clients that you've worked with, you pride yourself on not just taking care of the employees of others, but also your own employees. And I wanted to ask, even outside of surfing, what can any business leader do today to try and protect the wellness of their people? That's a good question. Um, stay close to your team. Um, take care of yourself. That's the first thing. You cannot take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. So check what's happening to you. If you're sleeping enough, if you're uh, eating the proper, proper food, um, if you're getting your work done and you're actually balancing the work and the things you like to do because we are working extra hours for now, like many, many of us experiencing it and we are not feeling anymore this, um, uh, this uh, border between the, the work and life itself and we keep working on the weekends and then it's like never ending work. So the first thing is take care of yourself and being a role model because your employees are looking at you and if you see that you're exhausted and you are, um, I don't know, cannot control your emotions, the things are uh, challenging you the way more you are disorganized, of course, how they can, how they can buy the idea uh, of taking care of themselves and doing the things you are helping them to do. Um, and then uh, if you are um, increasing your awareness of well-being or the mental health, uh, how it's important, why it's important nowadays uh, to know more about that and provide the knowledge and share it with others and talk uh, openly about that, uh, choosing carefully the words, that's going to change the situation. Uh, also, you are, as a manager, needs to understand the basic uh, signs of uh, change in your implants, the physical change, their the emotional change. Um, their performance change and then based of, on that uh, you can um, you can suggest some some help to your employees have their, their conversation uh, ask how they're doing not because you are asking this every day and not expecting anything except I'm fine uh, but ask actually how they're doing um, and make um, make this important um, and then uh, you need to understand as a manager, what's the procedure, how the company can help to the employees. Um, if there anything you can rely on, if there any like employee assistant programs or mindfulness program, or um, I don't know, a corporate psychologist, any professional help uh, the employees, they can reach out uh, and um, help them like support them in this way encourage them to actually search and look for for that professional help and not only try to deal with the difficulties themselves and just knowing the basic things how to support yourself and the basic things of self-care uh, can help you to to provide uh, that uh, information to the employees i would say that that doesn't need a lot of money you know it's just, uh, and it doesn't mean that manager needs to become a psychologist or a psychiatrist or take the role of that profession. No, you don't need that. But you need to realize the change uh, of your employees. You need to realize what's happening to them 
and being interested in uh, their well-being and be able to provide uh, their first help, uh, first steps of the help which is necessary. And maybe even if you have the time, take them out on a weekend surf trip, right? <laughs> or take them just out and walk, I don't know, in the park. <laughs> any, any, anything what you um, can improve your mental health doesn't, doesn't need to be surf. I wish, I wish we could all surf. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much for your time today, Yulia. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And yeah, we hope to see you out on the water soon if we have a venture over to Russia to do some surfing. <laughs> sure, let me know when you go surfing. I'll join you. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.